Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I've been putting together over the last while where I like to talk about all things investing, where I get to share with you some of my thoughts, some of my takes, and some other people's takes about what's going on in the stock market, what's going on in the world of stocks and ETFs. The goal here is hopefully for you to take some nuggets of information that you can take back into your own personal uh, investing circumstance and ultimately hopefully it's going to help you make more informed and more successful investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors and as an investment coach what I try to do is try to help people who want to become more financially independent. The problem that most people face on their journey to becoming financially independent and as it pertains to investing to grow their savings is they often feel intimidated, frustrated, and confused by the whole investing process. Uh, I've worked with people who are new to investing um, but don't know where to start. And I've worked with people who have been investing for long, long periods of time but just are frustrated because they just don't see their portfolios uh, advancing the way they thought they would. So what I do as an investment coach is, is I teach people. I engage with them on how to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So today, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, part four of my five-part series where I'm trying to take a bit of a dive and try to figure out what ultimately drives stock prices. You know, the decision we make when we're investing is to make decisions that are going to increase the value of our savings that we're that we're investing. And if we can understand what are these what are these factors, behaviors, uh, concepts of what drives stock prices, the chances are of us taking advantage of it and the chances of us are in terms of him making decisions that are going to help us make more money are going to increase. So today, you know, in the, so far in the last episode, let me just go by the last episode, I, I talked a little bit about the whole concept of, of uh, of stock prices being driven not necessarily by mechanical or formulaic uh, factors, you know, such as you know buying stocks with debt equity ratios below 0.3, or buy stocks with uh, you know have growth rates, revenue growth rates of 20%. That's a concept. It's, those are tools that we use to to evaluate and evaluate companies, evaluate stocks. Um, but th those tools that are, are, are that we use are, are pretty much layered by more fundamental kinds of uh, issues, and I talk a little bit about tendencies and principles being really core drivers of what stock prices are. And so I talked about things like how time is a factor, volatility is a factor, um, reversion to the mean concepts, principles. Um, while these principles are not impactful 100% of the time, history has shown that they do play a significant role in driving stock prices. I talk about the whole concept of cheap stocks and that's really where I want to bring it to uh, today. I want to talk about probably what I think is when we're getting down to that moment where we're trying to figure out whether we want to buy something or sell something, the most important information that we're going to use to really make that decision, whether to press the buy button or the sell button, it's, it's, it's ultimately the price that we're going to pay for buying and selling that stock. And it's not just 
the price you pay. For example, you know, if Facebook is you know $25 a share, really doesn't mean a heck of a lot. It's $25 a share, great. Um, you know, uh, ExxonMobil is 87 traded today at $87 a share. That in itself doesn't mean a heck of a lot to me. It's ultimately what that price is relative to something else that is going to have a profound impact on where that stock price is going to go. And it's ultimately going to have a profound impact in terms of how we are going to make an investment decision. So when we look at a stock, we have to look at a price of a stock or an ETF. We look at relative to something. We compare it to um, something that's similar to that stock, that company, that business. Um, we look at maybe comparing it to the quality of the company's earnings or the quality of the company's assets. Um, there's a relativity factor with when we buy and sell stocks. And one of the things I do as an investment coach is when I teach people how to go through a process of evaluating a company, evaluating a stock, I go through a whole process and I've kind of built a framework for people where they can answer, ask some basic fundamental questions about a business. You know, what do they do? What do they sell? Who do they sell to? Who are their customers? Does the company make money? Um, what's the quality of the company's uh, financial position? Is the stock risky? These are all you know, questions we ask when we're trying to get wrap our hands or try to figure out whether a company is a good business. The very last question that I ask is, is the stock cheap? And this is really where we go to the concept of price. One of the things you're gonna find with investing is investing is a very iterative process. The process of how you evaluate companies and stocks is very, it's, it's very repetitive. You do the same things over and over again. And a lot of times you're gonna, you're gonna go through a process and you're gonna analyze companies, you're gonna analyze a stock and you say, wow, this is a really great business. I love the products they sell. I think they're gonna make a lot of money in the future. I'm all in on it. And then you go to the price. And then you look at that price compared to something else, compared to another business. Uh, or some, some other factor that you use in your, in your valuation. A lot of times you're going to come to a conclusion where you're going to say, whoa, that's quite a bit. That's pretty expensive. I don't know if I really want to buy that. A lot of times you're going to uncover really amazing, well-run businesses that are probably too expensive, that are going to be out of your price range. And I just want to be here to tell you that it is extremely normal. It may be frustrating to you and go, oh, damn, I can't buy that stock. Um, you have to understand that it's completely normal. It comes with the gig of investing. You're going to find all kinds of wonderful businesses out there that have great balance sheets, great products, consistent earnings, great growth rate. And ultimately, when you check the tag on the stock, you might get sticker shock. And you know, it's no different than we go into a store and we see a jacket we like, or we see a car we like, and we go, wow, I really want to get that car, I want to buy that jacket. And then you check the price, the tag, the invoice price, and you go, oh my God, wait a minute, that's way beyond me, I'm going to walk away from it. Price is a real big factor in ultimately how stock prices go. On the flip side, we're going to identify a lot of great, a lot of really bad companies, a lot of companies that Sell, don't sell a lot of products and services, don't do it very well, very inconsistent, um, bad service, bad financials. Well, those companies are also going to have a stock price associated. They're not always going to necessarily be zero. Somebody, the market, buyers and sellers, are going to put a price on that stock. And you have to determine at some point 
even that bad, horribly run business has got to be worth something. And at some point, that bad, horribly run business is going to become an appealing business to buy because that stock price is going to probably go to a certain level where people might want, might attract people saying, you know what, I see the potential in this business. I think I want to get in on it. Warren Buffett. And the reason why I'm talking about this is, you know, as a, everything goes back to Warren Buffett, it looks like it. A couple of quotes he's said in his past, and it, it, when you look at what he does, price is, is a very key criteria and a very key factor and component that goes into his business, is his investment decisions. And there's a couple of quotes that kind of drives these principles. Again, back to principles. He said in the past, quote, if you buy things far below what they are worth and you buy a group of them, you basically don't lose a lot of money. You basically don't lose money. And another quote he said in the past, and it's really very shortened to the point, price is my due diligence, end quote. Ultimately, when you get down to making that investment decision, price is going to either validate your analysis or it's going to not validate your analysis. And I'm said, what, I, what I said earlier was that it's very normal to analyze and find a lot of great companies only to find that it's too expensive. And that's okay. Because ultimately that price, if it, if it is true that company is too expensive or is properly valued and trading at a certain proper value, then it essentially, it's validating your analysis. It's validating your evaluation, and that's okay. Um, price is a really key metric in the sense that it can be a very good predictor of future returns. The price you pay can be a really strong predictor. So if you buy a stock at a price that's lower than percent, what a range of values or probability of values that could be on that stock, the chances of you obtaining higher returns from buying that stock at that particular price point is pretty high. And Buffett, that's, that's the nature of what Buffett does. He loves to buy great businesses at a price he feels comfortable with. And ultimately, he's, in, in, if you listen to him a lot, he talks about, man, you know, I've found all, it's really hard for me to find good businesses. What he's really saying is, I've, there's tons of amazing businesses out there. There's just not a lot of businesses that he would be willing to pay for them because he thinks through his due diligence and ultimately when he looks at their stock price, he thinks, yeah, that's a pretty fair, fair valued company. It's a great business, but I just don't think I want to buy it. It's okay. Price is a great validator. And that's what he says when he says price is my due diligence. It's a validator. Um, so price is, can be a really good predictor of future values. And if you look back, you know, again, I'll pull some numbers. Um, if you look at stock prices over the last, you know, going back to, uh, I saw this report, um, research report, going back to the 1880s, um, what it shows is that if you tended to pay a lower price for a stock, or a, a stock that was trading at a lower price, often led, there was a very strong correlation between those lower stock prices and higher potential future growth in those stock prices. So. You're probably saying, well, I guess investing is really easy because I just have to find cheap stocks. And if I can find cheap stocks um, with good businesses, with cheap stocks, then I'm pretty much in the game. I just buy those companies and, you know, and, you know eventually I'm going to make money off of them. 
it sounds really easy. The problem is, for most people, we just don't do it. <laughs> we, just, we just don't follow that, that kind of concept. Um, why? And for a lot of people, it's hard because why is it so hard? Because it comes down to how do you know when a stock is cheap? How do you know Facebook at $25 is a great deal? And that there's future potential uh, earning power with owning it? You can't. You can't with any element of, of precision or accuracy um, determine that. Because even if I see Facebook selling for 25 bucks, I'm using that as an example, it's trading for a lot more right now. Um, I could think in my mind that that stock is cheap, but there's no reason for that stock to go down to $10 and becoming cheaper. Price is a very relative concept, and it's really hard to make a 100% uh, assessment of looking at a stock price relative to anything else, something else, relative to the cash flows of the business or the earnings of the business or some other metric, and say with 100% certainty that this is going to be a future indicator of, of higher returns. Cheap, you know, stock buys cheap stocks. Cheap is subjective at the end of the day, and it's based on assumptions. My assumptions about what the company's future prospects are gonna be uh, competitively, strategically, financially, are gonna be different than yours because there is that probability that it may not work out. So finding cheap stocks is easier said than done. What, how do we deal with this? And this is what makes investing hard, but what, what can make investing tolerable and give kind of flip the odds in your favor is understanding these principles that I've been talking about over the last few episodes, talking about principles of time. Over time, if you're in the market, stock prices and you're engaged and invested in the market, you're going to do well over long periods of time. If you are comfortable with the fact that stocks go up and down, that there's volatility in stock prices, and you're comfortable with that and you're willing to hold and stomach through that, chances are your portfolio is going to grow. Stock prices ultimately for you and me are driven by behaviors, tendencies, principles. So the best thing we can do as investors, once we know when we're looking at a company and looking at their stock price and after doing our due diligence, is either validates our, validates our due diligence, but ultimately what we have to do as investors is, you know, we want to make more money. But investing really is more about avoiding and managing the mistakes that we're going to make. Because in a sense, there's no 100% no accuracy that the decisions and the due diligence that we're going to do is going to pan out. And this is where the concept, this is again where I'm constantly reinforcing the concept of having an invest in, investing ideology, having a really good grasp of what principles are out there, of what drives stock prices, being aware of them, being aware of our behaviors, how we react to these principles and when actions happen in the market are just are really the key drivers of what's going to drive stock prices and for you to anticipate what will drive stock prices. So, So how do we avoid and manage mistakes when they happen? Well, ultimately, we want to buy stocks when they're cheaper, relatively cheaper, according to an ideology and a framework that we are comfortable with. 
And the other way to do that is also just buying quality businesses, buying well-run, well-managed, high-quality businesses that generate products and services that society wants. Find those companies and you invest in them when they are perceived to be relatively cheap. Investing is all about probabilities. And if you understand the principles of what drives stock prices and execute your investment strategy and your playbook based on those principles, using variety of tools, the probabilities of you making better investment decisions are in your favor. And that's really the takeaway from this. Investing is really all about educated guesses. Investing is about making educated guesses. And price is ultimately going to be that tool that's going to determine where that educated guess is going to play out. Kind of heavy stuff here. I might be a little bit heavy stuff. It might be a little whoop. Went right over, so maybe you want to listen to this all over again. But it's important. This is really important. It drives a lot about what I do as investment coaches. I try to educate people and teach people to understand these principles and develop these competencies, educating themselves, engaging in the process, empowering themselves when they make these decisions. And these are the tools, these are the principles that go into building these competencies. This is what I do as a coach, is I help people do that. I don't tell people what to do. I give people the, the principles and I let them formulate and develop their playbook, their ideology of what they think is going to drive stock prices and going to help them make investment decisions. So today I really wanted to focus about price and then in the next episode, which will be the last one in this series, I'm going to talk because I've kind of talked about this concept of relative value, talking about valuation. Because once we know the price relative to something, then we've got a valuation concept happening here. And so I'm going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into that whole side of it. And that's going to be the last in the series of these episodes. So hopefully um, some of this, if you've been able to listen to this from part one to part four now and ultimately part five, uh, you can start hopefully seeing some things kind of line up. That's where I'll go. hopefully if that is, that's awesome. If it isn't, listen to them again. It's not easy. This is hard stuff. Um, to me, it's even harder than maybe just memorizing a bunch of formulas because that's kind of how people learn investing is just learn a bunch of formulas and a bunch of steps and just go apply those steps. Yes, investing is a very iterative process, but you need to understand the principles first before you start applying the mechanical areas uh, in terms of evaluating making decisions. So if you've got any questions about this or any of the other episodes or any of my previous episodes or any of my other podcasts, you can drop me a line at my, through my website, sageinvestors.ca. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at sageinvestors. I'm on there all the time sharing content, tweeting content, tweeting my takes, my perspectives, other people's perspectives about what's going on in the markets in real time. I share with you also that when I make an investment decision, I tweet it out in real time. So you can actually follow my investment decisions and my thought process. That's really the key part, not what I did, how I got to those points where I made those decisions. Follow me on Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram. Handle is at Sage Investors Nation. If you're really interested, I have a, uh, I send out an email every Wednesday morning. I call it In The Loop, where I share with you, you know, anytime I post new stuff, I share the new stuff on the email. But I also share with you stuff that I'm reading from other people in the business, in the investing industry, really unique insights that you probably are not going to see on the evening news or maybe necessarily in your daily newspaper. So if you're interested, you can sign up through my website, sageinvestors.ca. And uh, I send those emails out every Wednesday morning. 
and then I send a repeat email in the Wednesday afternoon. So check it out. Um, uh, check that out. If you have any questions about my uh, coaching services and my courses, my online courses, and my in-person co investing courses that I teach, you can find me. Again, all the information about there is on sageinvestors.ca. If you have a question, just drop me a line. More than happy to fill in the blanks for you and kind of clear, clarify things if you're not sure about it. If you're you know, really interested in learning about investing and taking control of these investing decisions on your own and being more street smart about it. So that's all I got for you this week. Next week we'll do part five in my series on what drives stock prices and uh, lots of other fun stuff I've got uh, lined up to share with you. Thank you very much for listening in. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina of Sage Investors and I'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye-bye.